if I could work my will, said Scrooge indignantly, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled in his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. He should. Uncle, pleaded his nephew. Nephew, returned the uncle sternly, keep Christmas in your own way and let me keep it in mine. Keep it, repeated Scrooge's nephew, but you don't keep it. Leave me alone then, said Scrooge. Much good it may do you. Much good it's ever done you. There are many things from which I've derived good, which I have not profited from, I dare say, returned the nephew. Christmas among the rest. But I'm sure I've always thought of Christmas time. When it comes around, apart from the veneration to its sacred name and origin, if anything belonging to it can be apart from that, as a good time, a kind, forgiving, charitable, pleasant time, the only time I know of in the long calendar of the year when men and women seem by one consent to open their shut-up hearts freely and to think of people below them as if they really were fellow passengers to the grave and not another race of creatures bound on other journeys. And therefore, uncle, even though it's never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I believe it has done me good and will do me good. And so I say, God bless it. Hi, friend. Sometimes for things to really make sense in the real world, it helps to take a step back and look at it with a totally different lens, which is why today's episode is a whimsical one. As you just heard, we're in the classic tale of a Christmas carol in this episode. I was an English major, so I've read the book a time or two, but for those of you who haven't, here's a short recap. A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens tells the tale of Ebenezer Scrooge, a miserly and bitterly old man, as you could tell, who despises Christmas and everything associated with it. On Christmas Eve, Scrooge is visited by the ghost of his former business partner, Jacob Marley, who warns him of the consequences of his greedy and selfish ways. Marley informs Scrooge that he'll share the same fate unless he changes his behavior. Throughout the night, Scrooge is visited by three additional spirits, the spirit of Christmas past, the spirit of Christmas present, and the spirit of Christmas yet to come, or the future. These spirits take Scrooge on a journey through his own life, showing him pivotal moments. Through these experiences, Scrooge confronts the impact of his heartless actions on himself and others. The transformative journey that night prompts a true change of heart in Scrooge. Filled with remorse and a newfound understanding of the true meaning of Christmas, he becomes determined to live a better life. And on Christmas morning, he awakens with a sense of joy and benevolence and utter transformation, embracing the holiday spirit and mending relationships with those around him. In the end of the book, we learn it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well, which is a far cry from what we heard in the quote from the book at the beginning of this episode. This book is really celebrated for its timeless themes of redemption, compassion, and the possibility of change. This makes it a beloved holiday classic and the perfect world for our whimsical wellness episode today. I'm not a Christmas spirit about to whisk you away on a lesson like in the book, but I am here to guide you through the story and together, I believe we'll discover some effective tips for reducing holiday stress and fostering a much more positive relationship with our bodies and our health as the holiday season approaches. So let's embark on a journey through the five stanzas of the book or chapters and see what wellness wisdom we can unwrap. Are you ready to change your tomorrow and start feeling good again? You're in the right place. Grab your coffee and together let's start doing wellness differently. 
I'm Heather Young, a certified personal trainer. And I'm Jennifer Klutz, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Join us for conversations that will inspire you to ask better questions, remove the overwhelm, and discover what you can do to change your health now. Welcome to the Critical Conversations Podcast. The first stanza or chapter is called Marley's Ghost. And here, Scrooge sees his old business partner. Now, even as a ghost, he's burdened by heavy, heavy chains. As the book describes it, for Scrooge observed it closely, it was made of cash boxes, keys, padlocks, ledgers, deeds, and heavy purses wrought in steel. Can you imagine the weight? While Marley's chains were forged by a lifetime of greed, for our purposes today, I think we can see them as a reminder of the weight we can carry when stress becomes too much to bear. So your chains might not have cash boxes or ledgers or any of those other things that were described, but it could be the pressure of hosting the perfect gathering, the financial strain of gift giving or picking out the perfect gifts, planning a holiday menu when everyone has opinion on food these days, agonizing over how your body will look in holiday attire or what you'll even wear. Maybe it's getting your house cleaned for guests or perhaps a whirlwind of social obligations when quite frankly, you're already feeling tired. Scrooge doesn't know that he's creating his own heavy chains until his friend comes to warn him. And it can be a warning for us too. Often we don't really acknowledge the chains of stress building up in our lives, especially around the holidays. But when you do, it allows you to take proactive steps to lighten the load and create change. Today, I want to encourage you, if you feel a sense of heaviness, building stress around the holidays, just stop, pause, and reflect for a moment. You can identify specific stressors that weigh you down during the holidays. Honestly, there's a lot to do to manage the holidays in a healthy way, which is why many studies show that somewhere around 30 to 40%, it kind of goes up and down per year of people who experience the holidays have more stress. Step one is to understand the root of your stress. That's how you start to free yourself from its grip and from its chains. So one suggestion I have would be to journal what your actual stressors are. Get clear on what's actually stressing you out. We're all very, very different. And then once you have that list, journal a little further. What are your actual feelings and reactions and concerns around those stressors? This isn't about documenting. It's about gaining clarity. So once you take the time to define your stressors, define your feelings and concerns around the stressors, then you can pave a way for a clearer, lighter, brighter path ahead. From there, ask yourself, can I handle these stressors myself? Can I do something about them? Or where do I need to ask for help? And then from there, you can make changes or you can seek help if you need it. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of self-awareness and the courage to seek help if needed. I will tell you, if you see that dealing with the season stressors are particularly challenging or feel like they will derail your well-being this year, reach out for help. Seek professional support. When you stop to acknowledge any chains, reflect on the stressors unique to you, and then take intentional steps to lighten the load, it changes everything. The next stanza or chapter of the book is called The First of the Three Spirits. Here, Scrooge falls asleep after Marley's ghost leaves, but right away during the night, he's visited by the spirit of Christmas past. Now, like Scrooge, we can reflect on how our past perspectives on our body and our health may be influencing our present experiences. 
Is it good? Is it full of joy? I hope it is. I really do. But maybe it's not so good. There's no shame there if that's the case. And just like with Marley's Chains of Stress, it really pays to create awareness of how the past is affecting you. Now, you may be thinking, nope, the past isn't dictating my experience of the present holidays, but it does help to pause and reflect. Even some of the chains of stress that we saw in that first section can be created with our attachment to the past in a negative way instead of a positive way, whether it's upholding an old standard that you're no longer capable of holding, whether it's working through body changes that you didn't have in the past. There's a lot that can be there. And a lighter, brighter holiday season lies on the other side of bravely noticing them and then flipping the script to something new and something positive. So here's an example. Let's meet Sarah, a vibrant woman who loves Christmas and has a cherished fancy holiday dress that holds a tapestry of memories. However, over the last three years, she's been caring for her husband and her body has changed. It's no longer fitting into the dress. Negative beliefs about her body and its changes and its value have woven their way into the fabric of this joyful attire, and now there in the back of her closet, it mocks her. When Sarah gazes at the dress hanging in her closet this year, she takes a moment to reflect on the past. She remembers a time when the dress fit perfectly, it swung around her body, when she felt carefree and confident wearing it. But because life happened and the heavy pressures of caring for a sick loved one have come at a high cost, it's different. Society ordeals and personal challenge have etched negative beliefs about her body and that dress into her consciousness. It's now seen as a failure. It's not good and her body's not good now that it can no longer fit into the dress. This year, however, acknowledging those thoughts and those beliefs, Sarah realizes they've become little subtle whispers that are affecting how she sees herself and influencing her holiday experiences. Taking a deep breath, this year, Sarah looks beyond the whispers and challenges these beliefs by acknowledging the growth and positive changes that have taken place since they first surfaced. Her husband's getting better. Her body has danced through the seasons of life in tremendous sacrifice, adapting and evolving and serving as a vehicle that's allowed her to live through so much. The fancy dress isn't actually a symbol of limitations or negative changes or failure, but instead it's a beautiful reflection of a journey she's embraced, of the strength and resilience her body has shown as life has changed, and it's also housing very precious memories. So reflecting on achievements, large and small, on her wellness journey, she's able to further walk away from those negative feelings around the dress. In this reflective journey, Sarah is able to move from seeing the dress as a relic of the past to a symbol of growth and resilience. As those negative beliefs can fade, the dress becomes an invitation to celebrate her journey in an ever-changing body and not to stay stuck in a stationary moment in the past. She's able to step into the holiday season with a newfound outlook, with appreciation for the body she had and the body she has now, which is even more resilient. And she's ready to create joyous new memories in a gorgeous new dress that fits her current body. When your past is haunting you and you're stuck in a body you used to have over the holidays, you can challenge these beliefs by acknowledging growth and positive changes that have happened since they occurred. So grab your journal again and pause. What have you lived through? What life changes have you shown resilience through? What has changed in your life? What challenges has your body overcome? 
Your body is very dynamic and your perception of it should be too. Possibly you might be missing out on the strength, resilience, and positive transformations that have occurred since the past beliefs about a body you used to have took root. It can really help to just pause and become aware. From there, like Sarah, acknowledge your wins. It can really be a powerful catalyst for positive change in your well-being. Maybe it's a fitness goal you achieved, a race you ran, a healthy habit you developed, how you changed your mornings, a moment where you prioritized caring for yourself, or maybe a moment where you said no to something that felt very difficult to say no to. Those accomplishments are the stepping stones to changing how you feel about the holidays. Our past is very rich with experiences that extend far beyond appearance or health. Intentionally recall joyful holiday memories that had nothing to do with your appearance or your health, because these are moments filled with laughter, connection, the warmth of shared experiences. The connections formed during the holidays always transcend the superficial. And so by embracing the joy in these shared moments, we redefine the narrative around well-being and our bodies. So to recap, your past perspectives don't define you. Your past body doesn't define you. It was meant to change. And you can challenge negative beliefs, celebrate achievements, and find joy in shared memories to shape a very positive present. I just said the present. And that's exactly where our journey through A Christmas Carol is taking us. Scrooge falls asleep after the spirit of Christmas past leaves, and he wakes up to his clock chiming one. But his room has been transformed. The walls and ceiling were so hung with living green that it looked like a perfect grove, from every part of which bright, gleaming berries glistened. The crisp leaves of holly, mistletoe, and ivy reflected back the light, so as if many little mirrors had been scattered here and there, and such a mighty blaze went roaring up the chimney. The room that we see is full of every good food and happy holiday thing. Scrooge is being visited by the jolly spirit of Christmas present. To appreciate our bodies and our health right now in the present, it helps to cultivate a daily gratitude practice. Every day, take a moment to reflect on what you're grateful for. It could be the strength of your body, the energy you feel, or the simple ability to experience the day and interact with the world around you. So once again, grab a journal or open a note on your phone and write down one to three things you're grateful for every day during the holiday season. We have a link to a printable holiday PDF in the show notes if you want something inspiring, but you can also grab an existing journal or a favorite notebook. By acknowledging the positive aspects of your body and your health and your life, you set the tone for a more positive and present-focused mindset. Here's how powerful gratitude is, especially if you have a chronic condition. A study conducted on evaluating the effect of gratitude on the physical well-being of people indicated that 16% of patients who had a condition that kept a gratitude journal reported reduced pain symptoms and were more willing to work out and cooperate with the treatment procedures they needed. When scientists dug a little deeper, it turns out that by regulating the level of dopamine, gratitude fills us with more vitality and it reduces subjective feelings of pain. It has a lot of positive impact on our bodies. In another study, participants who felt grateful showed a marked reduction in the level of cortisol, the stress hormone. They had better cardiac functioning and were more resilient to emotional setbacks and negative experience. If that isn't something we could all use during the holidays, I don't know what is. So 
make a plan for when you can consciously focus on gratitude. It changes everything. The spirit of Christmas present also really encourages something like mindful eating, bringing together gratitude and being present and awareness of the nourishment our bodies are receiving during holiday meals. It's really easy to stress out about eating and holiday waking. Those are a lot of the messages that we're given. But as we discuss in the holiday myth busting episode, if that is something that's weighing you down, I encourage you to check it out. Because when you add gratitude and take away that fear, you change your experience. Before diving into the delicious spread, just take a moment to appreciate the effort that went into the preparation and really recognize it's such a tremendous gift to have options and to have those foods in front of you. Engage your senses in the anticipation of the flavors to come and savor every bite in the present. Pay attention to the textures, the taste, the aromas. By being fully present with your food, you're not only experiencing just the best (laughs) that food can offer, but also fostering a deeper connection with your body and the nourishment it receives. This year, see how it feels to carry a deeper sense of gratitude and presence with you into the holidays. The present carries so much potential joy in it, and there's always something you can find to be grateful for. Back to the story. The spirit of Christmas present disappears and the last spirit, the spirit of Christmas to come, appears. Now, I'm not going to lie. When I watched the movies or the cartoon, I was absolutely terrified of this one. (sighs) Let's unpack it. This spirit emphasizes the impact of choices on our future. He's showing Scrooge the terrible, terrible future he's headed to without any change today. Similarly, in wellness, the choices we make today, whether that's related to nutrition, when we go to sleep, exercise, our mental health, it all significantly influences our future health. This part of the story encourages us to make mindful and positive choices for our overall well-being. It can feel really hard with the way that holidays disrupt our normal schedules, and they also happen to usually land at that time of year, depending on where you live in the world, where weather impacts many of us and makes healthy movement even harder and a good mood even harder with the shorter, darker days. But it's possible. The spirit of Christmas to come shows the power of embracing change. Scrooge is on the path to a terrible, terrible end alone, but when he's shown his horrible future, he takes action. He commits to changing, and so he does. At the end, Dickens actually says, he became as good a friend, as good a master, and as good a man as any the good old city knew or any other good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. That's a tremendous change from that cranky, angry, soulless man we met in the beginning that would happily stab a stake of holly through the heart of anyone saying Merry Christmas. I can't believe Dickens wrote that, but that's a very effective description on how cranky and mean and horrible that Scrooge was. That makes his transformation such a dramatic, near impossible one. And I see it as a tremendous reflection of hope and the power of change. So, right now, If you're walking towards a holiday that feels darker, feels heavier, Scrooge's story is a reflection that there is always hope for change and that the future can change. Initially, the spirit of Christmas to come is very grim and foreboding. Again, I was totally terrified. However, Scrooge's response to this vision is very crucial because instead of succumbing to despair or giving up, He faces the future with tremendous resolve to change. 
He actively seeks to alter the course of his life, and therefore he demonstrates the transformative power of hope. Not only does he change, but he fully and dramatically changes. Change is always possible, and I think that's such a tremendous reminder that this story brings us. Beyond that, there's another significant aspect to Scrooge's transformation. He doesn't just have a change of heart. He actually has a change in behavior. He actively takes steps to mend relationships. He shows up at all the people he's been rejecting. He shows kindness. He's generous. He contributes to the well-being of others. This proactive approach really reflects hope in action and the hope that positive actions can lead to powerful, positive outcomes. Listen to this early description of him. Scrooge, a squeezing, wrenching, gasping, scrapping, clutching, covetous old sinner. Hard and sharp as flint, from which no steel had ever struck out generous fire. Secret and self-contained and solitary as an oyster. The cold within him froze his old features, nipped his pointed nose, shriveled his cheeks, stiffened his gait, made his eyes red, his thin lips blue, and spoke out shrewdly in his grating voice. A frosty rime was on his head and on his eyebrows and his wiry chin, and he carried his own low temperature always about with him. He iced his office in the dog dags and didn't thaw at one degree at Christmas. That is quite a compelling description right there. And it is a very, 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 very far cry from the transformed man who wakes up on Christmas morning and realizes that he has a chance to make changes. Here's a new description. I don't know what to do right now, cried Scrooge, laughing and crying in the same breath and making a perfect lacoon of himself with his stockings. I'm as light as a feather. I'm as happy as an angel. I'm as merry as a schoolboy and I'm as giddy as a drunken man. A merry Christmas to everybody. A happy new year to all the world. Hello here. Whoop, whoop, hello. He had frisked into the sitting room and was now standing there perfectly winded. There's the saucepan the gruel was in, said Scrooge, starting again, going around the fireplace. There's the door by which the ghost of Jacob Marley entered. There's the corner where the ghost of Christmas present sat. There's the window where I sat, saw all the wandering spirits. It's all right. It's all true. It's all happened. <laughs> and right there, really, for a man who had been so out of practice for so many years, it was a splendid laugh. The most illustrious laugh. The father of a long, long line of brilliant laughs. That is a tremendous transformation. It's a beacon of hope, showcasing that no matter how entrenched one is is negative habits or attitudes or tough, difficult situations, that change is always possible. I hope it encourages you to believe in the possibility of positive changes, in adopting healthier habits, and in actively working towards and believing in a brighter and healthier future. Scrooge's transformation was profound. It wasn't just a change in behavior, but a shift in his entire view of life. Similarly, let's embrace a new perspective on our bodies. And instead of viewing them through a critical lens, a cold, hard lens, like we hear in those descriptions of Scrooge, instead we see them as vessels of life, resilience, and unique, unique beauty that carry us through the holiday season. Scrooge's journey involves a deepening of empathy towards those around him. This year, extend that empathy towards others, even the more challenging members of your friends and family, but also extend it to your own body. Your body works tirelessly for you, and during the holidays, it might face unique challenges as well. So instead of harsh judgments, approach yourself with kindness, understanding, and the same empathy that you would give to a friend. Recognizing the efforts of your body 
and treating it with love is a gift that you can give yourself year round. Whether it's choosing nourishing foods, engaging in mindful activities, or just reveling in the joy of movement and the moment, let this festive season be a metaphorical turning point in your relationship with your well-being and your body. In fact, speaking of bodies, the most beloved character of A Christmas Carol, Tiny Tim, can give us our final lesson here. Tiny Tim has an unwavering spirit. Likewise, we can cultivate gratitude and an unwavering spirit for the abilities of our bodies. Despite his physical challenges, Tiny Tim radiates joy and appreciation for what he has. Similarly, you can focus on a year-round shift into what your body can do instead of dwelling on perceived limitations. As we wrap up our whimsical journey through A Christmas Carol, I invite you to gather around this virtual roaring warm fireplace for a heartfelt recap on the wellness lessons we've uncovered. Much like Scrooge's transformation, these insights from Dickens are invitations to a brighter, healthier, more joyous holiday season. So, just as Marley's chains served as a metaphor for the weight of stress, let's create awareness of the past affecting our holidays, identify stressors, journal your feelings around them, and determine how you can make changes or where you need to seek support. Remember, awareness is the major key in breaking free from the chains of stress. Concerning the ghost of wellness past, reflect on past experiences you're carrying with you into these holidays about your body and your health. Challenge negative beliefs, celebrate achievements, and then find joy in memories completely unrelated to appearance. The past doesn't define us, it shapes us, and embracing growth and positive change can be transformative. When needed, bring something new into your life and go shopping for the dress that fits your body today. Practice gratitude, embrace the present moment, and engage in essential care. The present really, really is a gift, so unwrap it with your presence. And lastly, concerning that final spirit of the future, I hope that it strengthens your belief in change and in your hope for the future. Thank you for joining me for this whimsical wellness episode. In the spirit of Dickens' timeless tale, A Christmas Carol, may these lessons linger in your thoughts and inspire action. Your holiday season, like Scrooge's, has the potential to be a masterpiece of well-being. So... As we close, it feels fitting to echo Tiny Tim's spirit of gratitude, optimism, and his heartfelt wish for the well-being of all. God bless us, everyone. If you want to support our work through this podcast, leaving a five-star review for the podcast or sharing an episode on social media would absolutely mean the world to us. It would also help others find the show. Did you know that our podcast offers free worksheets that are designed to enhance your personal growth journey from these episodes? It's really easy to listen to a podcast, but then not take meaningful action towards change. But imagine how empowering it would be to see positive changes unfolding in your life. These worksheets are your companion to make that a reality. Using the worksheets is really simple. Just print them out or save them to your device. You can grab the link for this episode's worksheets in the show notes, or you can go to our podcast page on the website, shechangeseverything.com. We understand it can be challenging to stay consistent, but remember, change is a process and we're here to support you every step of the way. When you start using these worksheets, you'll be joining a community of like-minded individuals who are all committed to well-being and change.
Download them now and let's embark on a transformative journey towards change together. Until next time, be kind to yourself in the process of change.